0: Is maybe 25. It likes to creep through the house on fairy feet that grow more silent every day, trying to catch me unawares, suspecting my truth and wanting to get close enough to feel my deception. I kill the contraband video I'm watching, eject the fingernail sized memory card, and slip it beneath my keyboard. I alt tab to a mindless game, focusing on colors of red and black while filling my head with hearts, diamonds, Spades and clubs. More squeaks on the steps. Its pace quickens, caution gone. I don't look through the wide doorway between the first floor office and the living room where the staircase stands in the night shadows. I don't want it to know I'm aware. I know it thinks I'm a dexterous monkey with rudimentary mental capacities and a dependence on sound for communication, no better than an ant secreting hormones into the air for all to sniff, incapable of hiding my plots. The most believable lies are the ones we tell ourselves. Still, it sneaks. you still up? Startled I look, and instead of that thing I see Claire, standing on the landing halfway up the stairs, her wrinkled skin drooping off sinewy arms, crackly gray hair, and eyelids hanging tiredly away exposing pink flesh beneath. Surrounded by whites veined in red, her irises have turned to haze. As I imagine cold air drying out those eyes and making them sting, I sympathetically blink. She doesn't. It's like she's unaware. Protected from the world's rough touch by an opioid addiction that casts every day in a numb blur. Naked and holocaust then. I'm thirty-three. Claire and I were born at the same hospital just a few months apart. Now only the rows of faultless teeth assure me she's the young woman I married just ten years ago. And I know there can't be eighteen months of life left in her. Worms of guilt burrow deep into my soul, biting and pissing, affirming the cost of my mistakes. We all have sins to pay for. He's asleep. The girlish lilt of her voice is long since gone. Now it sounds like tearing paper modulated into words. I look into the darkness above her, toward the bedroom. You're not supposed to be away from it while it's asleep. I need you. I hide my cringe. The thing upstairs has aged 50 extra years out of her. She caresses one of her sagging breasts and licks her lips. She shows me those glistening teeth. As she stretches a smile. Don't you think I'm still beautiful? I hide the no in the dark part of my mind with the rest of my secrets. I can't let her see my truth, because if she comes to know my feelings, then that thing will know too. I stand and wheel my chair away from the desk as I reach up to loose the buttons on my shirt. Come. She slinks down the remaining stairs and crosses the floor closing on me in a sultry rush of grinding knees and wheezing breath. Her fingers find my skin and I smell the odor of the thing upstairs, seeped into her wrinkles. A urine-soaked diaper left to ferment for an August week in the back of a car. She fumbles to get my pants down and pushes me onto the couch. She climbs on top of me, her body desperate for pleasure. I don't resist. I participate enough. She puts my hands where she wants them. She tells me to squeeze, to caress, to kiss. She always liked to be in control. We wrestle rhythmically, thankfully not for long. She gets where she's going and howls loud enough to wake the neighbors, then stops gasping. I pretend to get there, too. Get caught in the lie, tell her I'm tired. Too much pressure at work, Afraid for friends who've gone off to the war. Last week's shrinking rations. Too many problems, not enough room for all of them in my head. She doesn't care. She only wants a fiction she can pour into the void that grows inside her as her body wastes away. Leaving me on the couch, she crosses the shadowy room, mounts the creaking stairs, and balances herself with the railing all the way up. She crosses the loft and goes back into the room we used to share, gently closing the door behind.